Welcome back, diary listeners. This is Fairy Mom, part two of our time with Krista Reed of Oak and Iron Tattoo in Buffalo, New York. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. So from there, <laughs> where did you go? Oh my God. What was um, the timeline of this? Uh, do you know? Like, can you like place it? So this was probably, probably like 2009. Okay. Probably cool. somewhere around there. Right on. Um, so I am really embarrassed to admit this. Um, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but now I'm going to tell everybody who's listening. So um, <sighs> I tattooed at home in oh. my kitchen. Oh, dude. <laughs> If you've listened to any of the ones before <laughs> you, you ain't alone, girl. <laughs> no, I mean, the kitchen's a kind of a nice place, too, because uh, we were talking about it the other day. Like, you, you, there's a lot of sterility that has to go into a really nice working kitchen. And, you know, same premises, you know, you don't touch food until you wash your hands, all those yep. kind of things. So it, it is an environment that has a lot more... Um, you know, reverence than I think a lot of people give it credit for, especially if you're aiming to tattoo out of it. And with the knowledge that you had before, I'm pretty sure that you were able to construct an environment that was good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I had an autoclave. I had yeah. the whole, the whole shebang. So like, oh, wow. I wasn't, I wasn't like reusing needles or like yeah. anything like that, but like definitely um, yeah. it's, it's, you know, part of my past, but um, it was mine too. <laughs> And, you know, we, we do what we got to do. And I think too, like that says something we did apprenticeships, like we did the thing that we were supposed to do. And then the thing that we were supposed to do kind of spit back in our faces. So we did what we had to do to make our dreams come true. So I think that says something about the person when you kind of persevere and then get to a point where both of us are now. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, so I think that that, not that I would recommend that to anybody, no. um, especially now, like we have so many resources that that doesn't have to be a necessity. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I did it and I really did grow because I was watching um, like seminars, you know, when everybody's releasing like the DVDs and stuff like that. Um, you know, Joshua Carlton and Nico Hurtado and, um, and Nico's another one like Joshua Carlton who like you follow him on TikTok or Instagram and you can just shoot him a question. And he is like probably one of the best realism artists, I think, yes. Yes. you know, in, in the United States at least. Absolutely. Um, but he's super chill. You can just be like, Hey, what needle are you using? And he's like, this is what it is. This is where I got it. Here's my yeah. affiliate link. Like, yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Nico, um, he's, he's big about teaching and all of that stuff. And it, it's wonderful. I mean, all of those kind of, all of those kind of guys really were, um, because I think they were just genuinely art nerds. Uh, yeah. They're, they they were just so excited about what they were learning that they were like, I gotta I gotta share this with people. More people who know this, more people I get to play with and have a good yeah. time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm I'm so glad. I've never shot Nico a, a question because I I know um, as I said on the on our thread, I know Evan Olin, who I also feel is an amazing portrait artist. So yeah. I, I've watched him a couple times, and he's gotten um, uh, tattooed by Dimitri. I can't ever pronounce his last name Shamoin or Shamoin he's in another country but yeah (laughs) his work is dope and I've gotten so many cool tidbits by just asking about what what Evan experienced when he went over and got tattooed by him but yeah like the I think that that's the other thing too is like we were saying earlier is that like when you have a lot when you have abundance I just feel like I don't know I'm not the type of person who wants to sit on those things. I guess I'm a pothead with my love. Like I, I want to share it. I want to, I want to spread it around. Yeah. Like like, that's how I want to do it. And I just think that it, you know, if you can, because that's really it, right? Like, cause you, you can affect your um, community. That's what you get to exist in. Um, I wouldn't say that it's not selfish because I, I consider it very selfish. I feel like, I feel like I do it 
because this is the world I want to live in. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to, not going to remove that piece of it, but um, I think that it's the investment in that, that, that really um, breeds the dream. And I'd rather focus on those things than, than, like you said, gatekeeping. I, I, like, I do think there's reason for it. I do think some people have earned that reason and their yeah. attitudes earn it. But when you have an attitude that is just so, I don't know, hungry and wanting to do the right thing, you can see that in a person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At least I can. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to punish you for, for having a good quality about you. And that's not what I, I want to, I want to cultivate it and shape it and, and, um, you know, give it temperance. And, and the truth is with a lot of this is that we're not able to teach a lot of people the stuff that we, uh, know, because what we know is, was put under such a, a pressure cooker of like reaction, like reaction based, like learning, because we were under such crazy circumstances that to unwind that is like, dude, I don't fucking know how I do this. I just do it because I just had to do it. (laughs) Just figure it out. Yeah. I just hacked it, man. Like, and, and that's the only thing I can give you. I mean, I can try to, to give you some tips, but it's been a really hard thing for me to teach. Actually. Um, I can teach the psychology of it, which I think is really important because I think that that is what's hard is sludging through the muck of whatever you're trying to do. But yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got, man. As far as the art, I really just want to give people tools and see what they make with them. And I think that's really cultivating a good artist and being like, well, that's the struggle, man. Like, that's what I, I think the struggle is for the modern day tattoo artists is like, look, man, I'm not, I I can't break down this for you. I can't hack every bit. I can't give you all that information. I know you want it, but, but uh, you know, what do you think? You're just going to be amazing within a year. I mean, you're so much better than I was my first year. I mean, come on the hell. (laughs) Yeah. I literally said that to my apprentice the other day, we were like sitting there and I was like, just guess what needle I'm using. Like she was sitting next to me and like watching me tattoo. And she like guessed really close, but I mean, there are so many different kinds, you know, between like straights and tights and hella tights and like Mm -hmm. all of the different like bug pins and straight bug pins and Like there's so many different, and she's like rattling off all this information about, um, like needle configurations and like, and all of that stuff's on YouTube now, you know? Um, I don't know if you've ever watched fireside tattoo techniques yes, yes. or fireside network. Um, but mm-hmm. I love him. I mean, he gives such yes. good information and it's the way he distributes it is smart. Yes. He's like not telling you how to tattoo, but he's giving you fundamentals that are like, even now, like I just watch them sometimes just to be like, to like embed that into my brain further. But she like, I didn't know that stuff. Right. Like I knew what a mag was. I knew what a round shader was. And I knew what a liner was yeah. like, not yeah. this, like, <laughs> you know, like what the millimeters are of everything. And if it's tapered or crimped or polished or textured and like, yeah. you know, she knows that stuff now. I was like, I didn't know that until like, six or seven years into tattooing. Yeah. No, I know. You know, it's true. Well, and you know, I, I, uh, I agree with that. I don't know if it, if it necessarily helps per se, because I feel like, um, I mean, I guess it does. Why wouldn't it? But, um, the, the thing of it is, is that, uh, a lot of it is just hacking though, you know, like it it really is. Like if you learn how to, to draw something really good in crayon, it's not going to take away from how good it is. And you're using a really, really raw material to make a really beautiful thing. So for me, it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you have this whole arsenal now, but is that, is that making it better? You know, maybe, you know, maybe you have more knowledge, that doesn't necessarily give you that. I, 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 uh, I've met a lot of people that know a lot about, you know, a lot of things and it's like, okay, well, let's see what you got with that. Yeah. How do you let's, apply it? Yeah. How do you apply that? So, but that's great that she has it. And I do think that that's, what's wonderful now. And I do love Jake Meeks and Fireside. He's great. Um, <laughs> I met him. He's a great guy. Um, he seems like he would be a really cool dude. Yeah, he is. He's very sweet, very kind. Um, 
yeah, gorgeous work, great work ethic. Um, he actually on reinventing the tattoo. I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but he was doing like a Monday morning drawing group with everybody where we just yeah. get together in art jam. Yeah, he's 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 a dope dude. Um, but yeah, but like th- go ahead. I think that kind of stuff is is good, like because it's so like so. She just started. We've only been she's only been in my apprentice for a month or two, um, but it's so good to have. I think those fundamentals and it's like say like go back to the Bob Ross thing. Mm-hmm. Like when he's teaching how to paint, he's teaching how to use the right brush for the job, right? And he'll tell you like, well, don't use this brush because it's going to create this effect. And I think that that's something that we can implement into tattooing too. You know, with our needle choices, is like using the right brush for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, kind of going back to what you were saying about like hacking, kind of like, just like the techniques and how to get everything done. Um, I think too, like, uh, I've, I've learned a lot from her already about like, maybe not like you said, being able to teach it, like to be like, well, I don't know how I do this. I can kind of show you the technique that I'm using and how I'm moving my hand and everything like that. But I can't like explain that to you because it's in this little cube in my brain. but she like, she will ask the right questions to, like you said, like hack it, like to figure mm-hmm. out how I'm doing it. Yes. Um, you know, so I think like for anybody who's trying to get an apprenticeship, um, like think about those things, think about yeah. those questions. Like what, what do you want to answer along with like getting to where you want to be? Right. Well, no, and, and that's very vital. The the language is good because if we're all using the same language, um, that's really important. You know, I, I have a, I mean, it's sometimes hard when you're working with another artist as a client because, you know, they have a lot of artistic say in it, but at the yes. same time, yeah, at the same <laughs> <Yeah>. time, <laughs> I mean, if it's their first tattoo, I usually let them take lead just because I know how I was with my first and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Of you know, course. You, yeah. You design it. But and they're not bad usually like, you know, they have enough visual understanding that it's, uh, that it's congruous. And, but the one thing I like is that typically they have a lot of the good, the, the same language that we can talk in the same language. And it's a lot easier to break down concepts and things like that yes. with people who already know those things. So I, I do think a common form of language really helps aid in teaching. I mean, it's the same with anything like I was learning, I was learning hair. My dad didn't teach in this way. He taught, he taught with like, see it and emulate it. I never knew what the hell any cut was called when people would come in and they were like, I want like a 90 degree, blah, blah, blah. Or I want this that had the signature name. I was like, show me a picture. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, show me a picture, dude. I will give you that haircut. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that—that's really—that's really how I've—I've—I've I've, I've done things. But yeah, like I do think it is helpful that, and I do think, like you said, when you take on an apprentice, um, it's a reinvestment of your own education as well, because um, you're you're kind of investing in a new timeline and a new, like arrest of, yeah. of the peace of mind that you had before. <laughs> and now you're being inundated with all this stuff. Like, what are you doing? Oh, okay, cool. And you learn, you learn from them. I do think that that's, that's the, the beautiful thing about adopting a mentor is you keep upscaling your own knowledge, yeah. which is really cool. So I'm glad that you said that. That's amazing. And I think it's funny too, cause it's, it's, so I'm a new parent. My son is two and a half. He's almost oh. three. Um, and I think that being a mentor and like having an apprentice is a lot like parenting Mm -hmm. and it's so weird to like make that connection, but like, you kind of think about it, like they go from babies to toddlers, to teenagers, to adults, and then they're full fledged flying past you and doing better things than you. Yeah. No, no, truly. You kind of like for us, like if you had like a bad apprenticeship or like something that didn't go the way and it was kind of traumatic, like you can equate that a lot to your childhood too, Like if you had a really traumatic childhood, like how does that affect you as an adult? And, you know, we as mentors can then teach our apprentices the things that we wish we would have been taught, how we would have been taught them. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's really cool. Like I think being in this position is so wild. Uh It's just wild. Like how the hell did I get here? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like you just kept following a passion and, and your, your, um, interest in it. Like, you know, you just kept hammering for, for, you know, survival in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is definitely. really cool. 
but you know, did it in such a, a wonderful way. Cause I find the art is just, um, I mean, it's my piece it's, it's like my atonement and the fact that I get to do it with other people like you, I mean, I I'm addicted to, I love people. Um, they, I love being around them. I love, um, offering that space where they can just kind of atone and mm-hmm. replenish and, and celebrate their own personal brand or specialties and things like that. We can, we can meet in that space. It's really, really, really special. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure you get there eventually, but because age does a lot and experience does a lot outside of the tattoo studio, but I don't know, like the, the, the abuse, uh, it just seems worth it now. <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> it does. It does in some weird way. And that's like horrible to say, like, I'm sure my therapist would be like, what are you talking about? Like, no, like, don't panic. I wouldn't let it happen to me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it to somebody else. But, I've learned. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I still but... think that I've traumatized so many people in my life. It's the rose that I've walked that they still think I'm walking them. They're like, Amy, I don't know. You're saying some stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no don't worry. I've learned. (laughs) It's good. I'm not a heathen anymore. (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit, like just a little little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm never going to completely give that up. (laughs) It's the thing that people, you know, they count on us for Like, I mean, honestly, to to put a tattoo on somebody takes some cojones that are pretty, pretty intense every day. Fight hype. (laughs) It's, It's essential. Um, so how did you end up at the shop that you're at now owning one and everything? Like, I, I, I don't want to cut through things. If there's more, please fill in the gaps, but like, uh, let me know. So when I, um, when I was going to school, I was still drawing a ton and painting. I did more painting than that. I did like regular traditional drawing. Nice. Um, I was doing like really large scale acrylic paintings, which are all still unfinished in my basement. Thanks to my ADHD, but <laughs> I have those um, too. <laughs> I I also did a lot of digital art because I've always loved doing digital art since I was like my my mom put my computer in my room and gave me like a drawing pad when I was like 10 or 11, well no probably probably like 13 just thinking like when the internet was really to that point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, but you know, I was still drawing and my buddy um who was tattooing me at the time um you know, he was like, Hey, why don't you come work with me? Like I said, with my my mom got sick. Um, and then I started getting back into that. Um, and then our shop actually had a fire, um, and was almost completely destroyed. Um, luckily our, like our boxes were safe. So like we were able to take our toolboxes out. So all of our equipment was safe. Wow. Um, but that was pretty much it. We lost everything. My God, dude. And he was the owner of that shop. Um, with another guy. Um, and the other guy left and opened his own private studio. Um, and you know, my buddy was just like, Hey, why don't you come co-own a business with me? Like you're doing great. And like, you know, you have a really good business sense and all of that stuff. And I was like, Hey, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Wow. We opened a studio. Um, and I was there for, well, six years because Justin or five years, five years. Cause just until recently, I just went to Oak and Iron. Um, but you know, and I learned so much there and, um, this kind of goes back to your question about like how you leave a job. Oh, okay, um, good. Yeah. You know, I've been friends with him for like 10, 11 years. Um, mm-hmm. so there is like a lot of loyalty there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, most of my tattoos are done by him. Wow. Um, you know, cause I just, I, I very much until recently, I very much like thought like, well, you stick with one artist and that's Mm -hmm. just how it is. But now I realize like, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and that was from, you know, growing up in the early two thousands where that was the thing you had one artist and that was it. Um, but you know, he gave me such a great opportunity and like really just like showed me and like helped me become like, I don't like a tattoo artist adult, Yeah, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. like kind of grow into my own. I'm, I'm 31, um, now. So I was, you know, in my mid twenties when I started there. Um, and you know, I got out of school. So I thought I was like, I had two degrees. I was like super smart. It was all about science. So I thought I was like the shit. Right. And then he was like, yeah, no. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, you're helped me, the shit knocked- than me in that area. <laughs> <laughs> knocked me, 
that's pretty that's pretty smart (laughs) i'm gonna just gonna go brain in here i'm gonna go from art to neuroscience that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) yeah why not I mean, I like the moxie no matter what. Like, that's like, that's awesome. I love it. I'd consider they, you smart. <laughs> thank you. They do. They have such, um, like they intertwine so much, especially mm-hmm. like, um, now, which we can talk about a little bit later, but I practice, um, healing tattoos. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so like healing the mind and the body through my tattoo. And again, we can talk about that later so we don't get too far off, but, uh, So he, uh, you know, he gave me this incredible opportunity and he was just, he's such a good guy. And, and when I wanted to leave and, um, you know, my, my now business partner, um, just, she messaged me at like 10 o'clock at night and she was like, Hey, (laughs) so I love you. Let's do a thing. And I was like, okay. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) Um, So I, you know, I wrote down like all of the things that I was appreciative for from him um, and, you know, how thankful I was, but I told him, I was like, I need to spread my wings. I need to take all of the stuff that you, that you taught me and go out and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like when an 18 year old moves out to go to college, you know, it it felt very similar to that. It felt very... I need to do my own thing now because of all of the things you've taught me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and and I think that that was for me, that was the best way to leave because I wasn't leaving on bad terms. Right. Um, You know, but I was leaving the mentor that really showed me how to re-tattoo again and taught me how to do a lot of the things. And like, I, I was on this kick of like using round shaders for everything. And I was like, I that just was get thing. such, yeah, yeah. That was a thing was, for a while. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just get such good saturation with it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you. yes, but look at how it heals. Mm. And he was like, stop doing that and stop using bug pin fives. You're not ready for that. And like, it's, it was funny too, because like years later, you know, four years after we opened our own business, he was like, Hey, what are you using? I'm like bug pin five. And he's like, Oh yeah, it looks great. <laughs> like just walked away. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I needed that. I needed yeah. to be told use a nine or a seven, stop mm-hmm. using the small needles and yeah. you'll get better lines until I really knew what I was doing. Right. You know, he taught me to use rotaries. Yeah. You know, he got me on that path. He bought me rotaries. Like Aww. he was, you know, he's such a wonderful human. Um, and it was just like, I just needed to kind of move on and do my own thing. And I, I wrote everything down. Um, I think that would be my best advice for like anybody who's thinking about leaving is write stuff down. You don't want to, you don't want to make somebody feel bad mm-hmm. that you're leaving. You don't want to yeah. be like, well, you suck. So I'm going to find somewhere else to go. Yeah. Um, concentrate on the pros instead of the cons. Even, even if you might have cons in the back of your head, you don't need to drill them into somebody. There's no reason to make somebody feel like shit. Right. And I think that that's a lot of it, right? Because mentors, like when my apprentice leaves someday, I'm going to be crushed. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And if she like steps on me as she's doing it, it's going to hurt more. Yeah, it will. But you know, well. if you have some tact to it and I literally, I told them, I was like, I'm not good with words, but I wrote this down for you. Um, so a, an, a little aside about me too, is I'm also, also an author. Oh, cool. Right on. <laughs> so amongst everything else that I do, um, I've also written a couple books. So writing really is Wonderful. my thing. Um, I'm just stacking them up, man. I keep meeting authors. <laughs> I think the universe, I've always wanted to write a book. I don't know what about, but I think the fact that I'm now meeting a bunch of author, authors, the universe is like, okay, bitch, you know, let's seriously consider this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we can talk, we'll talk more later about that on the side, but you know, if you need advice on that, let me know. I can help you for sure. Well, tell our listeners what you've written um, so they can check you out because you know, if you've written books, you got to talk about writing books. That's the big thing they don't tell you that is like, you got to talk about them. They got to sell. So It's It's the same thing with tattoos. Yeah, man. Yeah. You got to talk yourself up. Even if you feel that imposter syndrome and you're like, I'm terrible. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like, you know, it's like that print that you did like 10 years ago. That's still really good. But like, you're like, I don't want to sell that. I've done all this new stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's still relevant. (laughs) So good. Yeah. So good. (laughs) You can still Um, make money off of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so none of my um, books have been published yet. I'm still in the revision phase, but I oh, do really? have um, I do have two publishers kind of on the line. So um, my first book is called The Scent of Night. Um, it is a vampire romance. Uh, oh, it is a very smutty uh, <laughs> adult <laughs> vampire romance. Um <laughs> It's basically like, I, you know, I've read a ton of, there's like a whole like shelf back there. That's all just vampires. Um, I have an obsession, you know, and I'm okay with it, but, uh, (laughs) I took all of the things that I didn't like Mm -hmm. and took like the original, like folklore of like Nosferatu and Bram Stokers and, and Rice and used that folklore to kind of weave my own tale without, you know, sparklies and, yes. you know, twilight vampires. The Mormon the vampires we get now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I was a big Anne Rice fan too. Yeah. So kudos. <laughs> yeah. I love her. And I'm so sad. She, when she died, I like bawled my eyes out. I know, man. <sighs> I get another worst. one, but you know, uh, um, I don't know. Well, that's a good question. This is one that Rico would be like, do you, if it comes down to vampire, witch or werewolf is it vampire all day oh yeah yeah all day all day (laughs) (laughs) there's always a thing i think witch would be it for me i (laughs) i really like the the communion with nature and like you know just kind of being the antithesis i don't know if like but you could do that now you don't need a supernatural thing to like tell you to do that you can go out and yeah (laughs) manifest your shit yeah doing it man <laughs> i already i already know i'm an immortal being being I, i'm good <laughs> i literally like right next to me oh my child moved it um i literally have a piece of rainbow fluorite just like <laughs> just like hanging out right next to me that's wonderful i love it so much yeah i'm all about crystals rocks woo woo yeah. i'm i'm crazy all right um, so we need to all. plan a trip and I'm we'll telling just, you. Yeah, we're going to get really together. Great. We're going to we're going to do things. I know. Um, <laughs> but like well, too if Oh, go sorry, go ahead. Um if you think about it too like in a way like as tattoo artists, we really are like witches. Like that's you like there's so much and again, we'll talk about that later, but like the therapy in tattooing and spirituality in it um that you know like the um like Buddhist monks and um, things like that, like people that are practicing like the sacred healing art of tattooing. Yes. Like that's, that's what they're doing. Yes. They're, they're manifesting your shit through your tattoos. Yep. Some exciting news, diary listeners. We actually got a wonderful promotional code from reinventing the tattoo recently. And we're happy to share this with you. It's 10% off on a subscription to reinventing the tattoo. And if you don't know about this wonderful, wonderful service, it's continuing education for working professionals, very geared around tattooers. But I would venture to say that if you are looking to improve your art skills and have regular momentum to your creativity and to your own professional education, I can't recommend it enough. One of the prime people that you will be critiqued by and helped with and draw with and all of that good stuff is Guy Atchison. And if you don't know about him, you probably should. He is a very, very pivotal person in our industry. I joined them for for one exercise. I I did a color study. I mean, Rico sat there and and watched me the other night do Mm -hmm. a, a color study exercise with Guy and company, and it was amazing. I was flexing all kinds of muscles. It's just all round if you want to improve your art skills. I can't see a better way than hanging out with a lot of professional artists and seeing the kind of work that they do and the kind of exercises they work on all the time. It's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. So again, that's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. And that's going to save you 10% on your subscription. Go check it out, folks. No, there is that. And actually, we... um at the last Paradise BYOB event that, that I went to, they had a whole talk about this guy who was an anthropologist and he studied tattooing. And part of the study was people who actually, um, you know, knew the meridians of, 
um, you know, spots of the body that were holding too much energy. And they would give you a very specific tattoo in that place to kind of release this, this bad, you know, energy. And it goes all the way into like acupuncture, acupressure, Eastern medicine, things like that. Um, I mean, it's, it's for real people. I mean, I've gotten most of my most sacred and, and life-changing advice as far as my health from my acupuncturist, quite honestly. And I grew up in a household, um, you know, both my parents are amazingly healthy, but my dad is a licensed massage therapist and um, knows uh, shiatsu massage and always practiced at several different martial arts. It's very, it, it, it is a thing. It definitely yeah. is a thing. Um, and I, I'm all about that shit. I love it. Um, and, you know, like, you, you, I mean, you know, the brain. Um, you know, what filters the brain is connected to everything, what you filter yeah. through it, um, affects how you're able to fire, you know, all of those things. I mean, it's not, it's not segregated. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. It's pretty cool. I love that you do that. I'm very curious to hearing about, um, cause I, I consider it, um, that way too, with my clients, but I, I don't know if I'm doing anything necessarily that's, um, I could, I could really, I could really say was, um, clinically backed because, um, but I know that the space that I'm operating in is sacred because we're, we're in it together. And people always talk about the difference of how they feel after a tattoo. And, and, um, we, we just obey each other and that, you know, we kind of take a journey together and it's an investment in both of us. So I, I, I always kind of, recognize the 50% that I'm bringing and the 50% they have to bring. And I keep those, that boundary and that, that reverence very much to there, because if it's off balance, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks yeah absolutely. It's, it feels not integral. Feels mechanical. Yes. And, and it feels cheap. It feels yeah. like I'm a whore. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it really does. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. And I, I wish people understood that. It almost feels like I'm selling my soul when I'm, yeah. when I do that. Um, and when I participate in those things that feel strong armed, um, it isn't good. So if you come across a tattoo artist, that's like in the nicest way, trying to tell you like, yeah, this ain't my jam. Just, just listen, don't force yeah. it. No means no <laughs> in every kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally love all of that. So, um, when you, when you guys decided to do this, so in Maryland, um, there, there is, um, the board of cosmetology makes it so that you can't have both things. Is it the same in New York and you guys have like a a segregation or a loophole that you guys work with or, um, how does that go? So we can't have, obviously because of like sanitation risks Mm -hmm. and stuff, like you don't want anybody's hair flying into your tattoo. And like, obviously as you know, barbers, you know, that like, that happens, especially yeah. if you shave someone's head, it goes everywhere. Oh, dude, it's in your boobs. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. I get it. Like, so I'll get it in my mask because, you know, oh, we have the God. mask mandate and everything. Yes. I'll get it in my mask and I'm like, the like hell? chewing on hair and I'm just like, Bleh. <laughs> so bad. But <laughs> like, poor baby. <laughs> we do have everything segregated. And mm-hmm. so basically there's an upper space where the salon is. And then the bottom space has the tattoo. Oh, great. Um, and then we have like circulation, like air circulation. And there's um, like vacuums mm-hmm. that like will clean up the hair. So instead oh, right of like sweeping and stuff, it's a lot more sanitary. And like, we don't get any hair down in the yeah. in the tattoo shop. So it, you know, yeah. we, we make sure, and we do, you know, we clean three times a day and we're making sure like, and like, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I am a little bit. <laughs> you should. Um, I think that because of that, our shop is cleaner mm-hmm. than other shops would be Yeah, because we clean first thing in the morning and then we're sanitizing like literally everything before each tattoo um just due to any hair and stuff we never set up like before the appointment or like anything like that it's literally like you have the client in the chair and you're setting up yeah um it's just cool because they get to see it too yep i'm i'm in the back of um it's it's not a salon anymore it's kind of like a a salon tomb um it's my parents um commercial space but it was a salon 
And my dad still operates in the very front of it, but it's this huge building. And we have my spot like segregated now. That's where my private studio is at this point. And it's just a little space, but it's just like you said, my boyfriend, like he comes in, he's like, literally, babe, I don't think there's any tattoo shop that's this clean because it's just like you say, because of the hair that I know exists. I, I am like wiping down every surface afterwards. I'm like that whole area is it's dead. There's nothing there. I yeah. know there's nothing there. <laughs> there are no germs. There's they have nothing. all been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I a hundred percent agree. You should toot your own horn because that is, that is a, um, that's something that says a lot for your place of business. And it also gives people an understanding and probably a lot more than they even realized about even the hair industry or any other industry too, is that like, you know, it's, uh, we have to maintain a certain level of cleanliness in order to service people long-term yeah. and not hurt them. So yeah. that's very relevant. <laughs> no, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think too, like the medical side of me, because like I've been in ORs before I've scrubbed mm. in, I've gowned, you know, I've done the whole thing. Um, you know, I've just shadowing, but you still, oh. you know, you still have to make sure that you're clean. Like when you're watching somebody open a brain, Dude, you've like, seen that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. It's uh it's wild. Now it's are they so wild? Are they conscious while because I think they don't they have to be like kind of conscious while they're doing that? So or there's like, awake craniotomies uh-huh. and then there's like normal craniotomies. Usually okay. with awake craniotomies, they're doing like um uh like they use electricity to like trigger per- certain parts of the brain or like if they're removing a tumor like a lot of like what you see on gray's anatomy like when they do gotcha. those awake craniotomies will be for like certain purposes like right. you have like a it's like a random like a concept but like say you have somebody who's like a violinist in the philharmonic mm-hmm. and they have a brain tumor but they don't want you to take away the part of their brain that can speak and function and all of that. Um, You know, awake craniotomies can help in that aspect because they'll tell you like, if somebody's losing speech, you're obviously too close to that center of the brain. Got you. But most of them are asleep. Like if you're clipping aneurysms and stuff. Got you. Got you. That makes sense. I mean, you know, an aneurysm, it's just got to get out. Like, yeah, we we can't be delicate. We wish we could, but yeah. (laughs) This yeah. is a ticking time bomb. Literally, yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, it is. I, I have, I have a couple of friends, unfortunately, that have had to walk that path and, uh-huh. and have a couple that are inoperable um, that, you know, they just got to really pace their caffeine intake and a lot yeah. of the stuff, eat well, exercise, be very up on it. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I can't even imagine, but um, you know, I've, I've witnessed their journey and it doesn't seem fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Neurology is one of those, um, not super fulfilling roles of the physician because you have such a high death rate. Mm. Yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah. Cause like, even if you do surgery, there's like a pretty good chance that like you could really mess something up if you, I mean, you move to like the wrong, just even slightly, um, you know, and you could hurt somebody. But, you know, the, the medical field really taught me like even more than any bloodborne pathogen certification could, um, you know, I still see tattoo artists who will like touch their phone with their gloved hand or like touch the bottom of their chair to like adjust it or like, I don't know, whatever, like whatever that might be. But like, if it doesn't have barrier film on it, don't touch that you it. just put there don't touch it or no. take your gloves off no exactly everybody picks on me because I like I roll through like a couple boxes like I I, I go through a lot of gloves yeah well, just I'm, I'm constantly like taking them off and they're like you're wasting so much money and I'm like no I'm preventing germs from getting into a person's open body yes exactly like exactly this is this is important um for, for us to do this. And you know what? It, it, it's worth the money. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. Worth the money. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's, it's pennies in comparison to like what could happen if you gave mm-hmm. somebody like MRSA or something. And, you know, obviously we're pretty well protected with our, um, release forms, um, which for anybody listening, um, when doing release forms, make sure that there are clauses in there that they can't sue you. Yes. Yeah, have, have a binding arbitra- arbitration um, part of it. I'm actually working on that right now. I have to find a, a local uh, lawyer 
um, around me because I want them to look it over. Um, yeah. I have a little bit of it, but I want to make sure that that that's uh, that's in there that. and it's concrete. But yeah, yeah, definitely have a binding arbitration clause in your release form that, and you can even have like a separate form that is a binding arbitration. It yeah. just basically says that they'll work with you before they aim to sue you. Yep. <laughs> and there's um the one that we use is uh I think it's RTF. It's an app that you can just get on your iPad. And we have an iPad in the waiting room, mm-hmm. um which is really neat because then you know um we have we have shop managers who are phenomenal. Um, we're a little bit different than a normal tattoo shop. I love it. Um, but you know, and that actually has clauses in it, and it's all like legally backed, and you don't have to really like do a lot of the legwork. So it's kind of already done for you. You pay for it, obviously, but right. um, you know, a lot of it's already taken care of for you, which is really cool okay. um, and works out really well. So, and it's called R R I T R T F, I believe. R T F. I'm sorry. R-T-F. Yeah. Hard, hard TF. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll look yeah. into it because, you know, like, why not? I'm using, yeah. I'm using just a, a waiver form kind of generic thing, but I had to write the actual thing. So it's just a hosting waiver form that catalogs things and sends it to me. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. So that's great. And York's yeah, great really cool. for that because honest to God, um, when I was, when I was, uh, trying to buy insurance for my business here, um, the guy referenced New York law for it. He's like, honestly, Amy, I don't know what you want me to do because Marilyn has got nothing. And I've never in my life uh, worked with a tattoo shop to sell insurance. So I don't even have a base of reference here. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They went to New York. He went to New York to kind of research how he could formalize my, my package. But yeah, like that, it's a good spot to kind of reference there. So, um, I'll, te- I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. That's good. That's really, really good. So, um, how did you guys decide on Oak and Iron? I'm just curious. Um, so the story of how I came to be a part of Oak and Iron is a little bit different. Um, okay. so the shop was actually open before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, the owners were in a relationship. Um, and so obviously one was a tattoo artist and one, um, was a stylist and they broke up. Mm -hmm. Um, so Oak and Iron existed already before I got there. Um, so, you know, they came up with a name and, and everything like that. Um, but, and it, it feels a little, I'm still like acclimating to it. Um, I, I have a lot of imposter syndrome, which anybody who's gone through an apprenticeship probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I just feel like I didn't, I didn't earn it. Right. Like I was given, right. I was given the spot. I was given this, this ownership. Um, but then everybody keeps reminding me, but you did earn it. Like you did the work to get here. Like if and you're running if, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're keeping the boat up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> so that's good. I mean, the thing of it is, yeah, it is an imposter syndrome because, um, you know, I always used to say to people like, I admit that I'm privileged within my opportunities. I've gotten a lot, but judging me really comes down to what I've done with the opportunities I've been right. given. So yeah. I feel like that's really the measure of, of a person because I've met a lot of people that have been given a lot of opportunity and yeah. bullshit with it. Yeah. And so that's how I see it. And that's what kind of quells that, that monster in my brain that says you're not worthy. It's just like, no, but you keep trying. And so yeah. that's, that's, that's the merit of a good attitude and a good person and a good soul is that we don't stop, you know, like, and, and, and to have even that dialogue itself shows a level of, I think, like you said, you know, going through an apprenticeship, but it shows a level of humility that kind of dictates that we will continue to grow and learn. And so yes. that's what I think anybody can appreciate that and work with that which, you know, to give any of the the people out there that are still apprenticing, you know, that's a big key when you're working with somebody and you're getting hung up about where you are at that particular place is that, you know, you're not, this isn't where you're always going to be. And the person yeah. knows they see you as long as you yeah. keep the dynamic very even and very on, on level and everybody can see each other coming. Nobody's abusing anyone. You're, yes. you know, it's, it's fine. Just relax and take your time and, you know, let it, let it roll. <laughs> and 
And I think too, like um, back to like what you said about like using your place of privilege. I think that this, like doing this podcast does that. Oh yeah. Um, You know, you're breaking the cycle of abuse by showing people where the abuse was. Yeah. Um, And, and I hope that it's a lot different um, for people today, like who are going through apprenticeships. Um, You know, I hope that I hope that people are learning. Like, I hope that they're like, sorry, I keep going out of frame here. Billie Jean is like rubbing against me and wants all the love. <laughs> she's prissy. She demands what she's got to get. <laughs> she is. She is a princess. You're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it's just like, I think, you know, it, and I remind my apprentices every day, like every time I see them, one of my big things, and you'll see it all over my social media on TikTok, on Instagram is I love you. And I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, y- you don't get told that enough. Mm-hmm. Like our parents, you know, the, the boomer generation, they don't say that kind of stuff to us. Yeah. So like every day when she leaves, I tell her like, I love you and I'm proud of you. You did good. And like, I will very clearly tell her exactly what she did good that day. Right. Um, you know, and she gives me the same feedback. She'll be like, I really like the way you taught me how to do this. Um, and you know, we have that very open dynamic of, um, how do you learn? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like with the background in psychology, everybody learns different. Some people need visuals. Some people want videos, you know, some people need to do over being shown. Right. Um, and so, you know, like hopefully that, you know, we can kind of like break that cycle now and, and use our place of privilege and what we've learned and the abuses that we've seen to change the apprenticeship industry. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I do think that the, the, there are people who just need validation that they're okay. You know, yeah. like they're just, okay. I, I think that was honestly my apprenticeship uh, experience with my, um, my apprentice. Uh, I think that she just like on a regular basis, I'm like, why are you fucking yourself up like this? Like, just, you're fine. <laughs> like, you're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> like it, it really rocked her. Like, I think in a, in a, in a big way, because we were trying to expedite it. And I think that she was trying to get over, um, you know, leaving a very, she, she was a teacher beforehand, leaving a very, um, you know, a potent qualified job that was recognized that she was really good at. And that was stable to going to this, that it was so many questions. It was yeah. so many, like, what the fuck did I do? You know, what if I fail? And I'm like, what? If-? I just had to keep asking her questions. Like, what does that even look like? Like, can, yeah. you, can you describe to me what this failure that you're talking about looks like? You know, because if, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like you have already been to me a wild success in the fact that you're a type of human being that can leave that level of security to take this kind of gamble. That take ball takes balls. Dude, that's amazingly incredible to be a yeah. kind of person that can be that brave to do that. Um and and to risk that much. You've already yeah. succeeded to me. Like that's that's, that's a, that's a kudos in your court, man. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say to this epic failure <laughs> that you're envisioning. I yeah. don't even know what it looks like, but, uh, I can tell you, I've fallen a lot further than I'm pr- pretty sure that you're going. So yeah, keep plucking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, I got some accolades behind me that are not that great. And I can tell you if I've gone there and, and be here now, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it, it totally is that. And I, I, um, and, and there's no reason I, I feel like, um, in order for us to, um, you know, just lo- like be able to bring this as something to our culture that people can accept it, it requires us to, um, be, be kinder with how we bring people into it because, you know, I, I, I think it's a, a multifaceted thing. It impacts the client just as much because, you know, they go into these environments where they have to sit and witness abuse. Mm-hmm. That's not comfortable while you're getting tattooed. Right. And, and that's not cool. And I think that's how a lot of people actually perceive us. It's getting better and better, but I've met people that 
are scared to like, they're like sweating during consultations. I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, I'm just really like nervous. It's fine. I'm not going to bite you. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like how many times have you heard? Well, like tattoo shops are intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And then like a lot of people be like, well, I want it to be an old school tattoo shop. So I'm going to fill the walls with like biker flash, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, you know, we have, we have a ton of flash on our walls and everything, but I think there's a way to do it now where unless you're, unless it's the vibe you're going for, mm-hmm. if that's the vibe you're going for, man, live your life, do what you want. Like yeah. everybody's got their own thing, you know, but um, I think too, in changing the industry, we have the ability to be like, well, no, let's make it comfortable. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's make this for everybody. It doesn't have to be yeah. for you know, a specific type of person. And and even now, like, you know, my dad will ask me when I'm getting a Harley because, you know, I have sleeves and like, anytime I wear shorts, he's like blown away because my legs are mostly covered. He's like, when did you get all those tattoos? Well, I've got, I've had them all, you know, I've, I've had most of them for a long time. Um, but you know, they, there's still like this preconceived notion that, you know, we're gonna like, we're doing heroin in the back and, um, you know, we're dealing with our addictions through tattooing. Um, but I think we have the ability to change that now to be softer and to like hold people. And, um, like I know the other day I was talking about in our group that I, I work too much. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm taking too many clients and I want to do bigger pieces, but like thinking back to talking about like the healing tattooing, um, I realized that the reason I do that is because I love my clients Mm -hmm. and I love these people and I want to put this healing art on their body and knowing how much it means to them means so much to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, well, it could be, it could be what your dad said actually in a, in a, in a, in a way. Um, cause I think I'm curing my addictions with tattooing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do. I, uh, my addiction is people. I'm, I'm codependent as fuck. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come right off of it, man. Like and tell you that's what it is. I overcare like a motherfucker. I, I insert myself constantly. Yep. That's why I'm a podcaster. That's why I'm a tattoo artist. That's why, that's why I've struggled with relationship. All of it. I have, yeah. I have boundary issues. Um, Me too. <laughs> so, so that's really what it is. And, and I, um, but, but that's the thing is that like, that's the beauty of this profession is that it, it makes you have to balance those things. Yes. Cause there's only so long you're going to break your back for it. There's yep. only so long you're going to let the tangible things that are physically happening to you happen. Yeah. And it forces you to redirect this addiction that you have and really set boundaries. It's really, it's an amazing thing that way. Um, and I do think that, that parents just ask that because they like to give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think secretly they're proud of us and they don't know how to say it. <laughs> like you said, that's not their generational. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, I don't well, want to give them too much credit. <laughs> so to put it, to put it into perspective. So my dad is a very conservative. He was the assistant vice president of a bank. Okay. Like, so like my brother is a CFO of a company um, we're all real big overachievers. My sister yeah. just got her PhD. Love like it. we're all big, real, real big overachievers, but, yeah. um, so he's very conservative mm-hmm. and like for the longest time. And it's funny, my parents were divorced, but my mom was like this crazy hippie lady, um, who just like smoked pot and believed that like virginity is a social construct and like all this <laughs> stuff. And then you get, you get my dad, you get my dad who was like, so he would say this, but you know, that sex is only for reproduction and like, Mm. it's not for fun when, you know, he'd been married a handful of times and all of his kids are with different women. You're like, oh, okay. That's a convenient statement. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But so, you know, he's very, very conservative. He's a wonderful man. He's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And and he's, you know, he's dealing with his, some of his generational trauma too. And Mm -hmm. like learning to love and learning how to be emotional. But um, when I had my son, he got a half sleeve. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like, he, he shows me that he supports me in that way. 
Yeah. Well, and he's you opening know. up. Like, I mean, it's a it's a testament of your journey and what you you give to your clients that your your father is doing that, that like you're opening him up. So that's yeah. really cool. That's really, really cool. I'm so he wants another you. one. That's awesome. He well, wants you, another one. You do after you, yeah. <laughs> you get more. You're like, oh wow. Yeah. It's is virginity an really a construct? <laughs> or did I just get my cherry popped? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> I actually, uh, so I have a picture of my mother Aww. and I at, Oh my God. I love that picture. It's this beautiful fairy picture. Every, everyone she's, she's awesome. She's so beautiful, but you can Aww. see it. You can see just like her little, her little yep. hippie self. Yep. Well, and it makes sense why you would go towards that kind of ethereal, you know, um, fairies, mysticism kind of thing. Plus, you know, um, lore of vampires and, you know, those kind of things. It's definitely on the romantic. We are very similar. I, I, everything with me is like, you know, dual. I love the duality of things. I like things that are, you know, gritty, but beautiful, you know, like it, it, there's like a beauty there. Yeah. Um, just because of the contrast, it's really awesome. And the push pull of it all. Um, that's really cool. Well, I, you know, I I know that now she's probably a, a, a fairy that's like guarding over you and making a lot of things happen. So that's really yeah. cool. She that's is very, sure. very cool. Yeah. My parents, by the way, are very conservative as well. <laughs> Extremely. Um, my mom is like your dad. And I don't know if I will get uh, an opportunity to ever put a tattoo on her. I don't think that it will happen. I, I think that she still has a lot of feelings about them that she will, she's just not going to come off of. Um, but it's fine. It's cool. Um, you know, she's constantly looking for like, you got to get out of that industry, like kind of thing because of like, you know, the shifts that are happening in our, in our industry that I'm kind of panicked about. She's like, get out now. It's all doomsday. And I'm like, calm down. I was like, I just yeah. see it. I see it and I'm going to manage it and I'm going to work this through. I'm not willing to just walk away from something that yeah. I've invested so much time in. Um, you know, like I'm, well, you work so hard for it. Like we eat, sleep yeah. and breathe it. And yes. like, that's one of the, that is one of the things about like the original apprenticeship that I think still needs to hold true. Like, yes, I give my apprentice a mental health day, you know, mm-hmm. or two, like, depending if she needs a little bit more that week, you know, she just lets me know and I'm cool with that. But also like, you do need to eat, sleep and breathe it. That's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to get good in this industry. Yes, You need to study, you need to do color studies, you need to learn color theory. There's so much more than just doing the apprenticeship. Um, you know, you, it, it's our lives. It's a part yeah. of our personality. Like I consider, um, I was in quarantine, uh, two weeks ago, um, after exposure to COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like felt off, like, you know, you (laughs) feel like, um, in this industry, I feel like if, if you were to quit for whatever reason, you were to go somewhere else, I don't think you would ever feel the same fulfillment that you do after you rock a tattoo and you get a killer picture of it and you post it. And then like someone like Joshua Carlton likes it you know, like, oh my or like, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, you know, um, like when we got invited to that group, I was just like, what? Oh yes. <laughs> I know. I literally right? was like crying in my kitchen. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, I'm just happy to be here. Wow. I got invited. <laughs> I'm never cool. <laughs> right. It's, it's awesome. like, it's like something like that. Um, you know, like when you, when you get to participate in something like that, like, or like somebody that like you've idolized follows you mm-hmm. or like, so, um, Teresa Sharp is like one of my, I would love oh, to get yeah. tattooed by her. Like yeah, I, right? I, I, I am saving my back Yeah, like to get tattooed by her. That's a great and, thing to save for her. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> I know she loves the yeah. big pieces. Oh, I know. Um, but like she liked one of my pieces once on Instagram and I literally think I died. Yeah. Like yeah. I saw it come up and I like cried and was just like, it, you know, something like that is so emotional. Like, because those are our idols, mm-hmm. you know, it would be like Elton John liking a song on somebody's Spotify or like something like that. You know, you can equate it to so many things, but there is like, 
there's something so beautiful in getting to where you've worked so hard for and gone through all of the trauma yeah. of the apprenticeship and like just worked so incredibly hard to get there. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I, I, um, she's a, she's a, have you met her? She's a dope Mm-mm. human. She's really cool. We, no, uh, but I would love to. I just like, I just want her to be my best friend and like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would be hard. She's a really cool person. Um, I ran into her when, um, she was touring America with Kelly Doty and, um, or Dottie. I don't know if she likes yeah, to Doty, yeah. I think. <laughs> Um, and they were, they were so fucking funny. They're still fucking funny. Um, they were, it was when, um, Vine came out and they were making all these Vine videos. It was hilarious. And then they were also traveling with Jesso at the time and they looked like Wilson Phillips, which most people of this generation has no fucking clue who Wilson Phillips is. But we went, we were at this um, gathering, this artist gathering in New Mexico, and there was this big fucking rock outside of this um, this hotel. And I was like, guys, it's the Wilson Phillips cover. You gotta go, and you gotta all sit there like, like the girls of Wilson Phillips. So I got this picture. <laughs> Jesso looks like China and they all look like different members of the group. And I was like, look, it's your band photo. I love that. <laughs> they're, they're amazing, dude. They're, they're super fun. Kelly is a riot. She is impossible to not like, I swear to God, that girl is so freaking awesome. Uh, all of them. But yeah, like it, it was a blast. Uh, I, I, um, they're coming back the paradise gatherings, but for anybody who doesn't know about them, like this was, this was my touch point with a lot of the amazing artists that I, that I've, I I didn't even know. It really disgusted my, it disgusted my mentor and the, another person that worked with us that when I went there, they, all these people were like coming up to me while I was painting and saying, Oh, I really like your painting. And they were like, you don't even know who the fuck that is. Do you? And I'm like, Nope. I have no idea who just said that they like, I'm happy they like my painting. And meanwhile, it's like, you know, uh, uh, Kim Slay walked by and said that she liked my painting. (laughs) They were like, you don't even know. I was like, well, I know who Kim Slay is. She's been on the television. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of these fuckers. No, I have no idea. I've met Guy Asheson in person. I've met like, I've met all of these really dope people that I'm like, holy shit, dude. When I think about the touch points in my early stages that I had right out the get, it blows my mind, honestly. Um, and I, I, that was a big part of my success too, I think, was just having that exposure and kind of communion that that my studio was really big about that I was just uh, now in reflection. It's so such a blessing. Um, uh, that, you know, of course I tote these people because they're still putting out education. They're still like, you know, impacting and doing their thing. They're just, they're nobody. It's like everything. I'm sure there's like heroes in the neuroscience world that nobody would fucking know, you know, know? but that's these people. Like if you know them, you're like, I know tattooing. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, when, when you were getting your apprentice, uh, what was, how did that go? Like, how did that culminate? Because that's, that's a curious thing that our listeners really like to hear about is like, you know, what, what your acquisition of a mentee was like. Um, so it was probably not what people are going to want to hear. Um, (laughs) but so she was a really good friend of mine and well, no, not even really good friend. I would say we were like, really good acquaintances, okay. like really vibe together when we were around each other and everything like that. Um, and she had an apprenticeship with another artist in the area, um, but got fired for some reasons that I'm not going to say, but are not great. Right. Um, and her art is incredible. She's, she's going to best me by like a million percent when she starts tattooing. Um, <laughs> and that's what I want. You know, you want somebody who's going to be better than you because, you know, uh, one of my big goals is to build community over competition and in this industry, that's so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you meet, you know, you just got to meet like, like like-minded people. But, um, and when I was moving to my new studio, um, one of the big things for me was getting to hire other artists who believed in community and getting to have an apprentice. Right. Um, Cause I think that I'm in a place where I, I can share these things with other people now. Right. Um, 
And so literally, yeah, (laughs) essential. Yeah. So literally I, um, so she, (laughs) she worked at one of the local vape shops and, uh, I went in and I was like, uh, Hey, so I'm going to be opening a studio soon while going to a new studio. Uh, you want an apprenticeship? And she was just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Oh, that's Um, cool. So, yeah. So she, I mean, she kind of fell into it, but she, I mean, she earned it. She, you know, she, her art that she was putting out was just so incredible. And, you know, we talked about like, uh, we're, we're moving a little bit slower just to kind of like, you know, get her a little bit acclimated and make sure she feels ready and everything like that. But like her ability to just, uh, and I would say for anybody who is looking, you know, to get their apprenticeship, um, draw things not that just you want to draw, but like ask people what they want to get tattooed. Mm -hmm. Like ask your friends, ask your family, be like, Hey, I want to draw some tattoos. Give me something to draw on a body part. Right. Um, and put that in your portfolio, whether it be digital or traditional or whatever. And you know, that's, that's kind of what she did. And I think that it's made her skills for body mapping that much better straight off the bat. Um, All right, diary listeners, that's a wrap on part two of our time with Krista Reed or K Reed Tattoo. Please be sure to join us back next week for our conclusion. Thanks for listening. You can find the Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.